of Broken Families. I'm Alex, I'm the founder of Fundamentals for All and here with me today is Anthony. Hello. And we also have a little guest slot in today's podcast uh, which you will see in a bit. So what we're trying to achieve here at Fundamentals for All is it's all about helping one another with life's basics and sharing our experiences and hopefully helping other people along the way. And what we really need is you to share your experiences with us as well so we can help more people than just the people that we can help with our knowledge. So we have our website, which is www.fundamentalsforall.com. And on there you can find help sheet, well, topics that can help you in day-to-day life, such as finance, shopping, all sorts of things. We also have our podcasts on there, we have my blogs on there, and we've just started putting some videos on there of how-to, so be sure to check that out. We're also on Twitter, which is at Fundamentals for All, and you can always email us, which is fundamentalsforall at outlook.com. We're on Facebook as well? Yeah, we are on Facebook, yes. You can find us on there too. Okay, so today's topic sounds a bit harsh, maybe. Uh, the, the title, Broken Families, it's not really a nice term. No, not at all. And I, I know it's not a nice thing, having broken families, but it is something that is here and does happen. For me, it's a not very nice term for a quite normal thing nowadays yeah i guess it's probably classed as normal isn't it well, i think they say that um i think that the old stat used to be one in three marriages ends in divorce mm. um i think the current stat is one in two marriages ends in divorce no, apparently it's getting better oh, that's but... not what i read yesterday oh really i read today <laughs> that apparently divorce rates are actually dropping okay but yes a lot of people do get divorced which means that it creates a broken family if there's children involved and we just wanted to discuss that today because technically we both come from broken families yeah. and you have a broken family, would that be fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? Um, I don't like the way you said it. <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, one in two marriages ends in divorce though. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Getting back to it. So as I just mentioned, me and Anthony both have a little bit of experience on this topic and... We, we both have quite different experiences, really, don't we? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. So, thinking about my experience, my parents divorced when I was, I think I was 14 or 15, and they'd already had a trial separation um, a couple of years prior to that. And, obviously, it was a really difficult time. It wasn't horrendous. It wasn't, you know, they didn't hurt each other, didn't my parents? They just, they just outgrew each other, really. It was, it was awkward and, you know, upsetting that we had to leave our family home and we no longer had both our parents under the same roof. But in a strange way, I think I became closer to my dad when my parents separated because before then, obviously, I was a teenager, I was out with my friends. I wasn't really spending much time with him, but when we se- when they separated, 
I saw him every week and, you know, spent time just us two. Even, you know, there was my brother as well. I seem to remember more time just spent me and my dad. Well, your brother's a little bit older than you, isn't he? So I presume your brother would have probably carried on to an extent of doing his thing with his friends. Yeah, he was 17, so he he was driving, he was out and about and Mm. stuff. Uh, So it wasn't awful. Uh, My dad, you know, helped my mum out where he could. They didn't see a lot of each other, and I don't think they spoke to each other very often. But I don't remember it being horrendous. I don't remember thinking, oh, my God, if this is what life's like, I never want to get married or anything like that. I just remember it being not a great time. But I don't think it scarred me for life or anything like that. No. How about you? What, um, you I would say mine was a, a little tiny bit different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my parents met when they were 13. Mm. Um, had me when they were 23, split up when I was two. Mm. And then I stayed with my mum, which is the, you know, the the normal way of doing things. Um, she met another man who, um, was a very nice guy, a guy called Alan, uh, and she married him and she then gave birth to my brother, Alex, um, so that'll have been I'll have been six at that point. Then she split up with him about ten seconds after that. <laughs> about ten seconds. And then she had various people in her life. Not not many of them pleasant. And at nine years old, I kind of got reached the decision that I would probably be safer on my own than I would be with my mum. Uh, fortunately, I had a dad. So I moved in with my dad um, at nine years old um, and my life changed dramatically. I mean, I went from my mum's my basically a free spirit and she used to let me do what I wanted when I wanted to do it. Um, I I went to school, but if I said, mum, I don't really fancy going to school today, she'd probably let me just stay off school. She didn't really... <sighs> have much discipline mm. um she she just kind of let me do what i wanted to do but fortunately at a young age i realized that that probably wasn't very healthy for me uh, and at nine years old i moved in with my dad um life was very different because i moved in with my dad and my very strict stepmom what about though when your mom uh, you won't remember really will you when the, your mom and dad actually split up will you not really no i mean i mean i've, I've heard stories of of the time, but I don't actually remember it. I mean, I've got I've got some memories of my mum and dad being together. Weirdly, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Weirdly, I've got a a, a memory of um. It's not a good memory. <laughs> it's not a terrible memory either. I remember when we lived on um a council estate at the time, yeah. um, and I remember playing out with my friends. Actually, I've got two memories. One of them is okay. not so good. One of them is good. Um, <laughs> so we'll carry on with the not so good one. All right. And I remember getting into a fight with somebody. I'll have been about three, I think, at the time. Mm. Got into a fight with somebody. They punched me in the nose. Three? You got into a fight? Oh, yeah. It was a, yeah. Okay. Um, um, and, I went, and I went home. I mean, and when I say I went home, it felt like it was a long way away. So right. at three years old, I was kind of just loud out of the streets, which is a bit of a concern. But anyway. Uh, are you not sure that like your memory might be a bit warped here? No, well, this definitely happened. And right, I remember okay. where it happened. Okay. And I remember where that was in conjunction with my house. It was like basically the end of the road, but it was quite a long road. Right. 
Anyway, and I had a bust nose, and I went in, and I remember saying to my mum and my dad, oh, this boy's just hit me, and my dad said, well, what did you do to him? And I said, nothing, and he said, well, hit him back. And I went, well, I can't, and he went, well, anyway, we're watching this film. <laughs> That's one memory. Um, <laughs> the second memory I have was a really good one. I remember coming home from school, and again, I will have been about three. Coming home from school? You didn't go to school No, I didn't. I might, I, I might be getting mad. Dad's confused here. No, not dad's. When did I say they split up? When you were like three. It might have been about five. Right. I remember coming home and I came from school, but it was Royd's, it was a nursery. Right. Uh, and, I, and I came home and my dad had bought me a motorbike. And I know that sounds mental to buy a five-year-old a motorbike. It was a tiny little motorbike. Mm. It was like a 25cc motorbike. But my dad wanted me to get into it. He liked motorbikes. And I've got a lot of memories of my dad used to take me to a, a place called the Flappets, yeah. which is ironically near where we live now. Um, it wasn't that close to where we lived at the time. But I remember I used to be really, really super confident on my motorbike and I used to fly around and there were some really happy times. But there used to be this one hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad used to say to me, well, what he used to do was basically, I'd rev up, I'd go up this hill, but he'd stand behind me. And he'd have his hand behind me. I say stand behind me, he'd run behind me. He'd have his hand behind me, so if anything happened, he could grab hold of me. It was no problem. And then the first time he said, come on, you can do this on your own, I revved up my engine, I shot up this hill, I hit a clump of grass, went straight over the top of my motorbike and got a scar on my shin that's still there to this day. <laughs> but that's that's quite an old memory of when my dad was still together. Yeah, but you can't remember them splitting up? No, not really. No, I don't know. I don't know what caught. Well, I know what caused it through conjecture and talking to my mum when she'd had a few drinks, yeah. but I don't know really what happened. You don't remember your dad moving out or anything? Mm, confusing times because he moved out, but he kept moving back in again. Okay. <laughs> when he'd move out again, then he'd move back in again. Awkward. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> not, 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 not brilliant for a little kid. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, not brilliant for a little kid. Do you think, think, so you're saying that you don't really remember it actually happening, really? No. I can't remember how it made you feel. I don't remember the split. I mean, the, the split didn't affect me in any way whatsoever. So you don't think it's affected you long term? Oh, no, massively, yeah. The, the split itself didn't affect me. But being brought up by a woman on her own who was a bit of a free spirit affected me. Moving away from that to a life where... I was living in a household that had strict rules and strict things coming from somewhere where I had no rules, really. Mm. That really affected me. So lots of the aftermath affected me, but I don't think the split itself affected me. I was too young for it to affect me. Okay, now this is a really difficult question. If if you imagine that your parents had stayed together, mm. do you think you'd have been in a better situation? Oh, God, no. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> no. Knowing my dad's personality and knowing my mum's personality, I would have been a psychopath. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I mean, they, they are so... I find it unbelievable that... I mean, they were together over 10 years. Right. And I find that incredible. Right. Because my dad is the most laid-back person you'll ever meet. Yeah. He's a very nice, genuine, lovely bloke. But I'll also, and I don't think he'd, he'd mind me saying this, my dad's the kind of person who will do probably the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. My mum, on the other hand, was a very happy-go-lucky, but 
quite challenging person. In, well, I don't really know. I don't know how to describe my mum fairly. Because my mum's a very nice person as well in her own way, but she's very she's she's nice as long as it kind of serves her purpose. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't serve her purpose, then she's an absolute horrible monster. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I suppose in a way it might have worked because my dad had just gone yeah whatever and mum would have been a monster. But I think the more pertinent question there is what would I have been like? Yeah, that's what I mean. Do you think it's yeah. been beneficial for if, you? That if it's I'd have, no. If I'd have, if them two would have stayed together, I think I would have been a very mixed up person. Um, the good thing about when my mum and dad split up was my dad met my stepmom Susan. Mm. And she was, like I said, she was very strict. Mm. Um, she had her rules. She had her way of doing things. She had set times for doing things. We had the same teas on the same nights of the same weeks every week. It was a very routine. It was almost like boot camp. Was it cottage pie every night? But it was cottage pie some nights, yeah, which is more <laughs> than I get nowadays. <laughs> but it was um, it was very regimented. It was almost like a boot camp. I mean, I had, I had jobs I had to do at certain times of certain days. And on Sundays, I had to get up. I had to clean my bedroom. That's what I had to do then. Uh, like I say, we had roughly the same tea on a Mondays every week and the same tea on a Tuesdays every week. And, you know, the, it was very routine. And I think that possibly has led to me being a little bit anal and routine now. Mm. Um, but I still think that that's the better option to being like a, a bit like laissez-faire, do things as it suits me and worry about the consequences later, which is what my mum's very much like. Yeah. See, I don't know for me. I, I don't know if my life would have turned out any different if my mum and dad had stayed together. You see, the weird thing about that is, um, now, I mean, I don't claim to know your mum and dad very, very well, but I've spent a them. lot of time. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time with both of them. Mm. And they both seem reasonably similar in personality to me. Um, your mum's a little bit more... Um, cautious. Yeah, I'd say your mum's a little bit more cautious. Your mum's a little bit more... I'm trying to think of a word that's not going to make me sound like I'm slagging her off because I'm not. She's a bit more, like, she worries. But yeah, I suppose cautious is the right word when I think about it. But she's also a little bit more, um, she knows what she wants. She's a bit Mm. more kind of forthright in her own opinions. Mm. Whereas your dad is very, very laid back. Yeah. And he doesn't worry about much. And and to in your dad's credit, the fact that he doesn't worry about a great deal has, has, has led to some fantastic things that have happened to him in his life you know i mean he's, he's he's got a goal and he will follow that goal through but it doesn't strike me as somebody who will flap and panic about something he will if there's a, an issue that's that's going on he'll deal with it in yeah. in a in a, a concise and thought out way he won't flap about it whereas your mum probably will be more likely to flap about oh, something. totally prime example family holidays if we were late for plane which we always were my <laughs> mum would be having a hissy fit and my dad would think it were funny and go oh they're not gonna leave without us mm. but but on the other side of that i can imagine that winds i can imagine your dad being quite annoying yeah <laughs> i mean me being the way i am if i were i mean i, I think again it's through my stepmom and my stepmom has basically molded me into this person that i am today in in her own way um but I think if your dad was a woman with the same personality, Random. well, yeah, but I'd I'd really struggle being in a relationship with him. That is a bit odd. I probably shouldn't say that no, out loud. You, you know what point I'm I making? I think you should though. keep these thoughts to yourself. <laughs>
But back to the point, though, do you think my life would have been much different? I thought you were going to say, would you think my dad's fit? No, that's just weird. (laughs) Do you think my life would have been much different if my mum and dad had stayed together? Possibly. Um, But I would say again, and I think this is probably what I've realised tonight, I don't necessarily think it's the split between your mum and your dad that's the thing that changes you. It's the partner that they choose. And the effect that they have on you. Now, you were reasonably older, so I think the partners will have had less effect on you. But we didn't have to live with their new partners. We didn't, we weren't children, so to speak. Yeah. But Um, I think, I think that the fact, you know, when you, you went through a phase where you were with your mum on your own. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, we, we both know, and, and I'm sure everybody else who's ever been in a situation like this knows there's challenges to that. Uh, it's not easy, especially when you're a teenager. Um, because, you know, your mum's in a situation where she's single and wants to get on with her life. You're in a single situ- and ready to mingle. <laughs> and you're in a situation where you're, you know, you you're fourteen, so of course you assume you know everything yeah. about life. I did. I knew everything. <laughs> Still do. And so it must have been very, very difficult for your mum. I mean, especially some of the stories you've told me about, you know, when she did try and meet people and how much of a frankly bitch you <gasps> were about that. Me? Yeah. I think we just clashed. My mum, I forget. Well, you, yeah, but you cl- did you clash though because your mum weren't going out with your dad? No, you- we clashed because I forget this. My mum, when she left my dad, was about 36, 37. She was so about, about the age, age I am now. Yeah. And well, I. A bit younger. <laughs> I didn't see that then. I saw that she was my mum. So why was she going out and Because you, you don't understand it, do you? People. I mean, at, at 14, 15, you don't understand the importance of a relationship. No, and I thought, oh, this is awful. I thought she was old. I thought, <laughs> why is she going out? She's making a fool of herself. Because she was my mum and, and I was a teenager. And when I looked at all my friends' mums, they weren't doing anything like that. No. So I was like, what is wrong with her? You know, she needs to learn that she can't really live with you. It's horrible, isn't it? I know. <laughs> and I cringe now think that when we I thought think like about that. it. But at the end of the day, she was my mum. So she also had to bear that in mind as well. But I can also see now mm. why she wanted to go out. I bet your mum hated you. Well... At the time, the feeling was mutual. <laughs> um, so, but then you also spent a bit of time living with your dad as well, didn't you? And you, you, yeah. and, you and your brother moved in with your dad in, but... Yeah, I was um, 17 when me and my Right, so you had a little bit more f- kind of freedom in your own little space. There. Oh, God, yeah. <clears throat> they kind of left me alone because I was a girl. But again, do you think, I mean, obviously, I mean, you were old enough, you were 17. Do you think if you'd have been like 10, how different would that have been living with your dad? I'm not sure. We 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 all would have been the size of a house because because we would have just ate white bread and pies, right, and butter. I'm not sure. I'm sure he would have coped if he'd have had. Of course, to. he would. You have to do. Yeah. Um. But I think my mum gave me more structure. Hmm which was probably what I needed. And you didn't feel like it at the time, but yeah. looking back, I mean, I'm the same with my stepmom. I mean, she, at the time, she was the most 
horrible person I'd ever met. I mean, my stepmom, essentially. I mean, I was a big Roald Dahl fan. Yeah, me too. So... To me, my stepmom was a trunchbull. <laughs> she had all the rules. She punished me all the time. I was grounded all the time. I had to do everything at the same time every week. We had all these routines. It was very, very strict but I can imagine military she routine. That with you you yeah. do now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I imagine she did. Um, and at the time, I mean, growing up, I hated her. Mm. And we argued pretty much constantly. I mean, we just were at loggerheads all the time. My dad's life must have been hell because mm. we were constantly at each other about everything. And then, and the funny thing is, is I turned, I think I, I moved out when I were 18 um, and I, I met somebody and I moved in with them and I were away. I didn't see my parents for a bit. Um, and then, you know, that didn't work out and I moved back close to home Um and I saw a little bit more of them and, you know, not loads, but I saw a little mm. bit more of them. But when I saw Susan in regular intervals and, and I spent time with her, she was still the same. You know, mm. she was still very regimented and everything. But I kind of, I think I'd grown up a little bit in that time and I realised why she was doing all these things. And one of the funny things is, is you, you realise that the person you thought was the one who hated you the most in the in the world is probably the person who loved you more than everybody else because she did everything for me mm. and she did she did it all for a reason and it might not have seemed like a good reason at the time but when i look back on it i think i'm a much better person for her being part of my life yeah she wanted the best for you and she, she still does doesn't she and she, she still and, and and i mean we still go around now don't we mm. and she still has a go at us for stuff and she still <laughs> says you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that and we sit there we go okay yeah yeah you're right and we come out and because we're a bit older we go god she's a pain in the ass but she doesn't half love us <laughs> and she i would say she loves you as much as she loves me because she's that kind of person she's got so much love in her heart to give she yeah. just doesn't always know how to express that but i think I think now that we're both adults, so both of my parents have been married now, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think I have a the older I'm getting, the better relationship I have with them. I think my my step parents. Your step parents, yes. Yeah, because I it's like I did struggle with my mum's husband at first, and that was just me being a teenager. I yeah, think. Yeah, it was. At yeah. the end of the day. he's the same as Susan for you he he cares about me a lot people who've listened to this will have heard I mean it's Mac who I think he was on episode 3 or 4 yeah Um, we're trying to put him in a home that's right yeah (laughs) Uh, and Mac is a a, a fantastic man he's he's a a, he's the kind of person who will do absolutely anything for anyone Mm. Um, yeah I mean as a younger person that was challenging for you because he was somebody who was trying to almost step in and be your dad yeah and he wasn't your real dad you're not no. my real dad yeah and i'm probably still a little bit petty about that sometimes sometimes I and mean, we have conversation about it where i tell you off for it okay whatever <laughs> um, we do because he's one of the most genuinely lovely books I know he is, <laughs> and I, I totally agree and i think i have a very good relationship with him now and i also believe that he has brought something to my life mm-hmm. i think you know he, he's done a lot for me and it's same with my dad's wife, Bernie. Bernie, yeah, Bernie's lovely. I think, but uh, I don't know how long they've been together. Um, it must be, it must be going on for ten years. Um, I seem to think it might be a bit longer than that. I seem to think they had their tenth anniversary. No, Certainly, no, while we've never. been together, I'm sure. No, they have. but 
and I'm starting to have a good relationship with Bernie as well. And Bernie's lovely. I mean, Bernie's a, a, a very typical Irish lady. Yeah. And She, <laughs> she doesn't like go top of the morning to She you. does. <laughs> She's <laughs> definitely said that to me. <laughs> I think you've said it to her. I, the first, I remember the first time I met Bernie, she was at the end of a rainbow. <laughs> With a pot of gold. Sitting on a pot, pot of gold. <laughs> but she is, I mean, she's... Slappy, <laughs> she's she, she makes soup. Like, that's her hobby. She's very, very Irish. She uses a lot of potatoes. <laughs> she didn't get you. Uh, so, so, yeah, drifting back to the subject that we're trying to stay on, that Anthony's desperately trying to diverse from... I think for both of us, really, is my parents have both changed a lot since they were together. Mm. And to look at them both now as separate people, no, I would never put them together. No. And same for your parents. So if when you look at it from that side, I think it was probably they did the right thing by splitting up. They did, but this is the dichotomy for me because... The what? The dichotomy. Okay. Get a dictionary, darling. <laughs> For you see, you see, for us, my parents met when they were 13 mm. and they were together a good long time. Mm. And yet, divorce is so easy, so everybody split up. And I sit here going, Oh no, my life would have been horrible with my mum and dad if they'd have stayed together. No evidence for that. They might have. The thing is, with age, you mellow out, yeah. with age, you chill out. Mm. And you think about your grandparents <laughs> and people who've been together for 50, 60, 70 years because. Once you got married, you didn't split up. That was the way that it was. Unless you were my nan. <clears throat> she had three husbands. Well, it, but that's unusual. Yeah. It was, you know, generally, you, you, in that period of time, you know, you, you got married young and you got married in your, your teens or your early 20s mm. and you stayed together till one of you died. Mm. And yet, and it makes you wonder, doesn't it? I mean, how many ups and downs did they go through? Yeah. I mean, they must have had some... And you, you, you always remember, yeah, you always remember your, your nan and granddad and, you know, being happy. And I mean, I, my memory of my, my grandma and granddad is they, they lived opposite us. So I used to go out there, house during the school holidays and we would, I would go there, I'd play with my cars cause they had an Axminster carpet. So it had like natural yeah. roads on it. Um, <laughs> um, they, you know, they'd fall asleep during neighbors, which suited me cause I liked neighbors. And then, you know, they, they never, they didn't ever really seem to talk, but they also no. never seemed to argue. And there was never any... they didn't talk. Well, yeah. <laughs> but there was never any animosity. And you think, is that because they've learnt to love each other more? Is it because they've just learnt to tolerate each other more? Mm. So <clears throat> it's easy saying, you know, these marriages, it, it's so easy to divorce nowadays at the slightest thing. I mean, me and my first wife, we'd gone through some really tough times um you know financially and having a baby and you know things like postnatal mm. depression and we'd done some really really horrible times together and we'd got through it mm. and when we split up I remember for a few weeks I'd been thinking this is just not working for me doesn't seem to be working for her we're arguing more and more but I remember just sat there one night going it's not really working is it and her going no and me going, shall we just split up? And we went, yeah. And it was that easy for us. Mm. You know, for our grandparents, it wouldn't be that easy. And they'd fight at it and they'd work at it. And it's like... Oh, do you think 
Could it have been that easy? But in that time, we it just wasn't the same done. Place. Well, we're both. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. no. I mean, for your grandparents. Yeah, but it, it was wasn't done. Upon, but that's it? it. It wasn't done, so they worked at it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. These days, you don't have to work at it because it's so easy to just go not enjoying it anymore. What about you? No. Right. Let's sack it off then. Yeah. And the difference is, if we'd have gone, I'm not enjoying it. Are you? And it we're like, well, no, I'm not enjoying it either. But divorce isn't an option. So what can we do? But you might really sit down and actually discuss things and get through problems and maybe did, come to solutions did you go through a time though with your first wife um of trying to make it better oh loads of them yeah and did you have sit downs and say yeah what was yeah, yeah, and yeah. Stuff? yeah of course we did but it, like we've it felt like we'd done that so many times that it would just we, we'd both kind of got to the end of our tethers with it and we'd mm. just we're happy to accept that it was time to leave off but that's what I'm saying is your grandparents didn't have that same state of mind where it's like, right, we've done this too many times now. Yeah. You know, we live in a very practical age and, you know, everything moves so quickly. It's so easy to sit on and go, no, nah, it's not working. Do you think it's working? No. Right. Okay. What's next step? Did you, coming from a broken home, mm. did it, how did you feel about marriage? Did it have any effect on your thoughts on it? No, not particularly. I seem to remember when I was younger, I was really keen on the idea of getting, I mean, for me, when I was younger, I wanted to get married and have kids. You know, I wanted twins. I wanted, I wanted two girls and two boys. And no, I mean, I would have, you know, I was still keen on the you idea. You wanted four children. Yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, I was stupid. I was young. But, you know, I was, I was very, I was still very keen on the idea. I think that's instilled into you from as soon as you start anything. I mean, you know, love is something that's taught to you straight away it's mm. through through church or through school or through family or through you know the love is this big thing you the first thing your mum says to you is i love you you know it's mm. one of them things and love's taught to you at a young age and i think you know marriage is about love it's about commitment and and so i think even nowadays i think young kids are you know the, even little girls i want to be a princess married to prince charming they don't want to be a princess who's got a kid to prince charming but she's also got a kid to prince george and she's but she's split with him as well so she's been seeing prince graham on the back on the graham. side yeah prince sense. graham what's your what's your problem uh, yeah well what about when you got when you split up mm. did that ever put you off did it ever make you think, oh, I'm never getting married again? It didn't make me think I'm never getting married again. It put me off children mm. um, because it's difficult having children when you split up. Mm. And that's probably the most difficult thing because, I mean, if I'd, if me and Fiona had split up and we hadn't had children, I wouldn't have ever needed to have anything else to do with her. Mm. Um, whereas because we had a child together, that meant regardless of whether we loved each other or didn't love each other, we were still going to have to spend time together in some way or another, mm. uh, still converse, still have a, a you know, a, a joint interest. interest in this thing that would create a together's life, which is the right thing to do. Mm. Um, but no, I mean, not, it didn't put me off marriage. I, I kind of felt, but again, I think that's because we were brought up in an age where it's all right to marry. If you, I mean, my mum's been married three times. Mm. And, that, and she'd been married three times and divorced her third husband when I met Fiona. Mm. So it's difficult to say, oh no, there's only marriage for once when the only role model I've got, well, I've got two role models, my mum and my dad, my mum's been married three times, my dad's been married, well, twice. and he's, he's been married twice and he's still married to his second one, but my mum has been 
married and divorced slash widowed from three people. So, what do you think of couples who say, "Oh yeah, it's over, but we can't split up because of the kids"? Mm. I think this is a funny one because I, <laughs> my views on this might be a bit controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that a lot of our listeners will necessarily agree with this, but. I think it's easy in a relationship to say, you know, kids are resilient, kids are strong, kids get through a lot of things. And I don't necessarily think that's true. I think the truth of the matter is that most kids are just a bit ignorant and they don't really care as long as it doesn't affect a massive amount. Mm. Um, You know, and I think they almost, you learn as a kid, Being kids are selfish and, and that's a natural thing for a kid to be. And I think, I mean, I seem to remember thinking i mean not so much when my mum and dad split up but when my mum and my stepdad alan my brother's dad split up i remember thinking oh well i get two christmases as now christmases i get two christmases as <laughs> i've done it again i get two christmases now and and i think it i think kids don't really understand the 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 relationship but i think they also don't really care Mm. Um, I think it's they care about the fact that they don't see their dad or their mum, whichever they've ended up with. They don't see the other person as much, and I think that bothers them, and they get upset, and and it, that's understandable. But I think most of the time, I mean, I remember when me and Fiona did split up that Kai will have been five. Mm. He didn't really seem to give a monkeys it was just like oh well I'm going to my dad's now and we'd go and we'd go at cinema and be like oh brilliant I got cinema every two weeks or I go and do this every two weeks and we I always have fun when I go to my dad's house and I don't think and maybe it was because he was young I don't think it affected him massively so people who say that they're not splitting up because of the kids do you think that's wrong or right I think that's a, t- a terrible idea Mm. But I the, do at, too, to be honest. At the same time, again, it comes back to what we were saying though about grandparents. Mm. If you did work at it for the kids, maybe you could find some happiness. But again, it, it brings back the question: Were your grandparents actually happy? Yeah. See, for me, if if you have got to that point where you hate each other, mm-hmm. that is not a good environment. It's for not. kids to be around. And if you're arguing, it teaches your kids that, you know, it's arguing okay. yeah, arguing your point is okay. And yeah. And if one of you is being particularly nasty to the other, mm-hmm. yeah, just... It's, for, it's for, hard. For me as a child who's gone through it, I would rather my parents did what they did than mm. stay together and everybody be miserable. It's hard for a single parent to teach their child that they should have respect and understanding and compassion and mm. patience when every time they see that kid's parent, it ends in an argument. It's mm. a very difficult, it's a very mixed message for them. Yeah. And, I mean, even if, if they'd stayed together and it was all, like, just snippy and snipey and they were arguing about everything. Or and just didn't talk. Didn't yeah, talk or didn't talk. talk. I mean, that's it's not a healthy environment for a kid to be in. No. It's better for a kid to understand that life's not necessarily... Perfect. Perfect and things happen and, you know, we're going to move on and we're going to meet this I'm going to meet another person. Your dad's going to meet another person. And I don't know why I've just become the mum. But anyway. (laughs) Whatever rocks your world. (laughs) So it's funny because you've kind of answered my next question with your previous comment. So we're actually going to ask Kai some questions about this Mm -hmm. and put it in here. 
Because it I might would, surprise me though. Is yeah, that and it, I, I kind of want him to, and he usually is quite honest with us yeah, yeah, when we generally. ask him these things. So it'd be interesting to see what he thinks, whether it did bother him or whether it didn't. Because <laughs> sometimes I, I think he chooses when it. He might want to use it. Of course, yeah. Like any kid, he's he's learned to manipulate. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just a funny one. I just, for me, I just think sometimes we're too quick to blame situations on, oh, well, children who come from broken homes. You know, I read something today, actually. Children who come from broken homes are something like 40% more likely to cause a crime. (laughs) I'm like, really? I don't understand how that statistic can be true in this day and age because what percentage of people are in a broken home? It must be higher than... Well, I think the percentages are wrong because a lot of people don't even be with the person that Mm. they've had a child with to start with. So it's it's not actually a broken home. They were just never actually together officially. Right. Uh, But, yeah, it's... um, it's interesting how mm. I think it is perceived, and it it angers me a little bit. Right. As as a child from a broken home, I think it's a bit blindsided to put all these accusations on it. When I and many people who I also know have come from broken homes, they're perfectly fine mm. and aren't traumatized and. But the thing is, we've Criminals. all got. I mean, we've all got our little foibles. We've all got our little things that irritate other people. We've all got our personality quirks. Yeah. And to be fair, some of them probably are a result of a broken home. Mm. But they're also what make us us. So mm. you know, would would I want to be any different? Would I, would I? You know, what what person what person would I have been if my parents? If you grew up in a perfect household mm. where your but parents isn't a perfect household well, no i mean but you know let's just say this fairy tale household where your parents met when they were young loved each other all their life and you grew up just seeing that true love mm. what kind of effect does that have on a person when they go into the real world well yeah you know they see this idealistic view of what what love is and they think that that's what life is so they meet their first partner mm. And the minute they turn around and disagree with something they say, they're going to be flummoxed. They're not going to understand it. No, that's true. So, I mean, it's it's all about it's lessons in life, isn't it? Everybody's different as well. Yeah. yeah. But listen, I mean, these things teach you lessons in life. And it's about what you do with those lessons. And, you know, some people have never had that lesson and have grown up absolutely fine. I'm not saying you need to have that. No, 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 no. It, it's just... But what I'm saying is... You can actually turn out perfectly fine. Of course you can. If, if you go through that situation. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's put that to the test and let's ask Kai some questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So with me now is Kai, Anthony's son, and I'm going to ask him a couple of questions uh, regarding how he feels about broken families and things like that. So, hi, Kai. Hi. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah? So... What I want to do is ask you a couple of questions around, like, when your mum and dad split up. Are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah? So, can you remember when your mum and dad split up, or were you too young? Yeah, I can remember it. I can't remember, like, every single detail, but I can remember it. Uh, was it horrible? Was it, like, the worst thing ever? Yeah. Yeah. 
and was it did it just upset you or do you think you were upset just for a short period of time or did it upset you for a long time it 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 uh, it upset me for a long time yeah yeah okay do you have many friends who have got parents who are split up yeah yeah i have quite a few but yeah some of the parents are still together yeah is it kind of like half and half or yeah yeah and those who have got the parents who are split up do you do you ever like share stories or anything no 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 because i don't really it? ask ah just one of those things you don't talk about yeah yeah how how do you feel now do you think <laughs> not in a really nasty way or anything but do you think your mum and dad ruined your life <laughs> not really no nah. quite well i still, I still see my mum and i still see my dad so yeah and you kind of get two lots of presents and everything. Don't yeah, you? I know exactly. That's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and sometimes you get two holidays as well, don't yeah. you? Could you, you know, thinking about it now and how you're okay with it, and you, you've, you know, a few years have gone past. Yeah. Do you think that what happened has had a big effect on you, or do you think you're over it and you know it's just one of those things now? I'm not over it. I'm just. It doesn't really bother me as much anymore. Yeah. Because it's like, well, that's happened. There's no point, like, you know. Yeah. A bit of a weird question. Do you, would you prefer the situation you're in now so that your mum and dad did split up? Yeah. Or would you have preferred them to stay together but they weren't very nice to each other and they were arguing all the time? Split up. Yeah. Just, yeah, split up. Yeah. Okay, because um, I've I've done some research which I've talked about, and it was saying that kids who have gone through like divorce and things like this, it affects them, and you might be something like nine times more likely to do a crime than a child who hasn't been through divorce. But right. me and your dad have both been through our parents both divorced, yeah. and it, it kind of made me angry because I was like, well, I, I'm all right. I, it yeah. was, you know, it wasn't a nice thing I had to go through, mm. but it didn't make me a criminal. <laughs> I didn't like, oh right, okay, go, right, parents have split up, so gotta go rob a car. Yeah, that's that's me off the uh, straight and narrow. I'm gonna yep. be a, a vandal or something. <laughs> but it might it might have that effect on people. Yeah. It just hasn't that uh, hasn't had that effect on us. No, and I guess that's. Maybe how your parents support you into it and, you know, what they do to make sure that you're all right. Because your mum's still your mum and your dad's still yeah. your dad. They haven't changed in any way, have they? No. Your dad might be a little bit less angry sometimes. Mm. <laughs> so, do you think there is any pros of having your parents split up? Any benefits? Well, yeah, you get double presents on Christmas. Yeah. But it's like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. No. I don't what, think what's the bad things then about having your parents split up? Well, it could like your life could not ever be the same again. Mm. But you can you have to just think forward into the future and think, right, this is how it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. And make the best of the situation yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Make the best of a bad situation. Yeah. Would you have any advice? For any other children, so you, how old were you? Were you six when your mum and dad said that? I think we were about five. Five, okay. So that's quite young, isn't it? If if you knew somebody, say if one of your friends came to you and said, oh, my mum and dad are splitting up and I just don't know what to do, what would be your advice? I'd just say, like, 
don't like get upset about it if you know what I mean. Mm. I mean, get upset about it, but don't be like, oh, this is a thing bringing me down. Mm. You have to like think into the future and think, right, I'm gonna do this and this and this to rectify whatever's happened. Mm. And just think it's not your fault. If they've chosen mm. to split up, then they've chosen to split up. It's probably the best for them. Yeah. I think that's a good piece of advice saying it's not your fault because I bet a lot of people think that they might be to blame. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's just two people, isn't it, who can't get on anymore. And, yeah. Uh, um, okay, so thinking about people getting married and stuff like that. So we're off to a wedding today, aren't oh, we? Oh, yeah. Um, does it put you off? I know you're 13. Yeah. But do you think that you'd like to get married one day? I wouldn't like to get married like straight away. No. Because I do I do like marriage is what it is, mm. but I think it just it's just too much stress <laughs> for like people and you never know, you might spend like twenty thousand pounds on a wedding and then it it'll your relationship will all be over up eh, over in about like two days. So do you think people should like live together for a bit first? Before yeah. Before they decide to get married. Yeah, I think they should live in the same house together, see if they can deal with each other, yeah. and then they get married. That's a good idea. Yeah. And like maybe wait a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. My my mum and stepdad haven't got married yet, and they've been together like eight years. Yeah. So. Well, not everybody has to get married, though, do they? I know. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really good. Thank you for that, Kai. I really appreciate it. It's okay. Okay. Until next time, we might see you again, might we? Probably. Okay. Then. All right. Thank you. Okay. So as I mentioned, I've uh, done a bit of research, as we usually do. And I initially, I was trying to find some facts on broken homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I also mentioned, I kind of got a little bit annoyed with what I found. So it was all, right, don't get me wrong, I know it's not a positive thing, but all of the things I found were quite negative, mm. as in, you're going to become a criminal, you're going to have psychological damage, you know, you're going to have issues, basically. So I fell out with that bit of research, but I did stumble on a couple of things, and one here is an article, and it's um, things people who lived in broken homes understand, okay? okay? And when I was reading this, it actually felt a bit true. So this article, where have I found this article? It's called Pucker Mob. Never heard of it, but I just found it when I was Googling. And it says here, growing up in a broken home can be quite the shitty experience. Those who grow up in toxic households understand the difficulty of seeing our own families in many different lights. And most of these things that are brought out to light, we'd rather not see. Okay, which is fair enough, mm-hmm. if your parents have gone through that terrible... And it's, I mean, in both our cases, I yeah. imagine that's probably true. Yeah. So, number one, we know vulnerability. We've seen hearts break like glass in those moments of intense fighting, yelling matches and door slams. Those who come from broken homes know the ugliness that was vulnerability in which we saw a weakness we didn't want to see in our parents and siblings. We were either the ones who had to lend a shoulder for tears or were the shoulders... Or were that shoulders ourselves? I, I agree with that sentiment, but I don't necessarily see that as a positive. 
It's not a positive. I'm gonna, no, no, I'm, but it's saying like it, it's almost insinuating that makes you a stronger person. But yeah. like in my case, that makes me a more argumentative person. You, you are very argumentative. But it, it, but that's because, but that's because the um, <clears throat> you know, I I've watched people fight for, you know, I've watched my mum fight for her cause. Mm. I've watched my mum argue her, her cause, and you know, I've picked that up, mm. and so maybe I'd be a bit more understanding if I hadn't seen her fight for everything that she felt like she had the right to fight for. Because when I look back on it. I think there's a lot of things she probably shouldn't have been fighting for because she were wrong. Right. And in our, you know, in arguments that maybe we have or I've had in the past, there's times when I've come out of it thinking, I were wrong then. See, for me, I think I understand vulnerability, but I didn't see arguments. I didn't see doors being slammed or anything no. like that, but I did see broken hearts. Mm. Okay, so number two, which is why we do our best not to show it. So we know vulnerability, but we try our best not to show it. Yep, because agreed. we end up hating vulnerability since we've had to constantly see the gory side of it. Yeah, I agree. I don't like to show my vulnerable side to anyone. No, same. Um, number three, that familiar dread of going home. People who have lived in broken homes know that feeling of not wanting to go home. We find home in other places as well as at the hearts of our closest friends. So we try to stall as much as we can so we don't have to go home. I never really went through that. Yeah, but that, that to me is like, I mean, that suggests, you know, I don't want to go home, so I'll go to the pub and I'll drink my worries away, and that's never a good thing either, so... No, I didn't do that either. <laughs> uh, number four, we become compassionate towards others. We recognise pain all too well. Whenever our best friends come to us drunk in tears after a bad breakup or major losses, we are always there for them because we want to be the person we needed when we were in pain. Yeah, completely agree with that. Yeah, me and, too. And, you know, I mean, all my friends are in pretty much the same boat as me. Most of them are from broken relationships. And when we're upset, we all know we can go to each other, and we do. And, you know, we, mm. you know I've had many a... a a tearful night with some of my closest friends. Just you like really, I like girls. We are well, we're very close. You know, I've got a good set of friends. And... Yeah. Number five, we become our own bullies because it seemed that nothing we did was enough. There was always something wrong with us. It becomes so constant that we end up becoming our own arch critics. We became very self-aware, so no one else could become could can become aware of us. Now I, I am my own worst yeah, critic. Yeah, definitely the same as that. But yeah. I. I I never thought of it in this way. Mm. It's funny, isn't it? I think some of yours, maybe, I, I don't know that yours has come from your parents splitting up again because yeah. you didn't see the arguments. I think mine has because I see, I mean, just behind the curtain a little bit, I I don't get on with my mum. But what, the thing I get most annoyed about with myself is when I see my mum in me. Mm. And there's probably more of my mum in me than there is my dad. Mm. Um, to be fair, there's more of my stepmom in me than both of them put together. <laughs> but there is, but I do, and that, and it frustrates me when I see my mum's personality in me because I, I, you know, I don't look at it positively. So. Yeah. Number six, we're not the best at expressing our emotions. We try to guard our emotions in fear they may be used against us, which can cause us to be bad at expressing them. Our emotions tend to come out at the wrong times. That's definitely me. Yeah, I'd say it's me a little bit. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Because we're the opposite, whereas my emotions come out in anger, yours tend to come out in um, 
you get upset about things and mm. that's why sometimes we struggle because I'm the kind of person I'd rather thrash it out and just argue about something, get to a conclusion and be happy. Whereas you'd rather walk away and, and, and I dwell on dwell, things. Well, you'd rather deal with it yourself mm. rather than sorting it out. And that causes more arguments between us because you'll go away and I'll sit here. And because of my personality, <laughs> I'll stew on it and stew mm. on it. And it makes me angrier and angrier. Whereas you're calming down. So then when it comes to us actually getting back together again, you're nice and calm and ready to move on. And I'm absolutely <laughs> furious. Yeah. Uh, number seven, we can read people like a book. We understand the traits of a toxic person or relationship since we've experienced them before. It's why we're able to differentiate those who are harmful to our lives and those who are not. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with it also. But I, again, like you just said, I'm not sure this has come from my parents split up. Mm. I think this is just life. But I think, it, yeah, but your life involved your parents splitting up and it involved that period of time where your mum wasn't with someone and your dad wasn't with someone and you kind of didn't have that stability. Mm. And you kind of went out and learnt these lessons for yourself because you had to. If your parents had been together, you wouldn't have learnt these lessons because you wouldn't have had to go out there and learn them. You wouldn't have had to experience things that you had to experience so it wasn't a bad thing that I've learned these things. I no, think. no. Okay, number eight, we're selectively social because we've already been through exhaustively intense drama and we certainly don't want to have to go through it again. Totally yeah, agree. Definitely. <laughs> number nine, we become overprotective of the ones we love. Some of us have had to protect our siblings or even our parents from pain and we carry that sense of being protector with our closest friends and lovers. See, that for me is really strange because... I'm kind of selective with that. Um, I'm very overprotective of my sister. Mm. Or I was. I won't say I am anymore. I mean, she's 25 now. She can yeah. sort herself out. But when she was like 16 to probably 19, I was quite overprotective of her. Whereas with my brother, I've never really felt like that. And I don't know if that's because I'm... Mm. I'm... Yeah, but if you think about your friends... You're quite protective over them and their feelings. Yeah, right? well, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Number nine, we become over... No. Oh, yeah, I've done that one. <laughs> Number ten, sorry, we hate, hate, hate tension in our households. We've experienced tension so strong that it was almost bendable. Tension for us is a ticking time bomb and we try to avoid it at all costs. We'd rather, we'd rather confront problems before they could even manifest. Yeah. Yeah, I hate tension. It's yeah. horrible. Yes. And finally, number 11, we strive to succeed because it gives us the assurance that we do matter and that life gets better with time. I think that's definitely true. Yeah, I do. I think all of them are, though, don't mm -hmm. you? Yeah, yeah. And it kind of it freaked me out a little bit when I read it earlier. Mm. I was like, this is so me. It is, but I think it's, it's also so everybody nowadays because I think the majority of people come from... A broken home, mm. unfortunately. Mm, maybe. So, yes, as I was saying, I was also trying to find top tips and everything. But like I said, most things that I came across was very negative. But I did find this blog by this lady called Kristen Ivy. And I just think this is brilliant and it sums it all up. And Are you just going to read somebody else's blog now? I am, yeah. Okay. I've given her name. This is blog number six by Kristen Ivy. I have great parents. Don't tell them I told you so. They would never believe I said it. Maybe that's why I feel tense, maybe even a little defensive, any time I can feel someone judging them. My parents divorced when I was in eighth grade, so I am one of those. 
who is part of a statistic. I literally still remember one of my friends in high school quoting statistics to me about how kids with divorced parents are 99% more likely to get divorced themselves. Okay, I don't remember the percentage. I just remember how it was said and it might as well have been a foregone conclusion. Just this past week, I sat next to two college-age girls on the plane and listened as it happened to someone else. One girl was asking the other a series of questions related to her parents' divorce. So, how do you think your parents' divorce has affected how you view relationships? Do you think you have a, have a hard time trusting people? Do you believe you will find love? It was all a well-intentioned conversation. There's certainly some truth to everything the friend was saying. The truth is, divorce is hard. No one has been through one or had one affect their family. Sorry, no one who has been through one or had one affect their family would tell you any differently. It's not what anyone plans for. No one stands at the altar in front of their friends and family hoping that someday this will all end. But here's the truth. The friend didn't acknowledge. Every family is broken in one way or another. We all have some mess. There are some of us whose mess is more public than others. Marriage is hard. Family is hard. Relationships take a lot of work. I know this won't relate to every parent out there, but from time to time, I want to write to parents who are navigating a separation or a divorce. Maybe it's because I won't interrupt the conversations on the plane, and this feels like more appropriate place to say what I'm thinking in those moments. The number one thing I wish I could tell divorced or divorcing parents your family has what it takes to be a great family. There are, you are no less qualified to be a great parent. Your kids will probably turn out to be great people. Well, they've got as good a chance as any. My parents were and are still great parents. And it's because of them, not in spite of them, that I have learned some powerful lessons. When their marriage ended, I didn't lose the ability to fight for relationships when things got harder. In fact, I think I discovered how to work harder to preserve them in the middle of the mess. When their marriage ended, I didn't lose the ability to trust people. I discovered that every person has a beautiful and complicated story and that trust is something you choose to give, not something someone earns. When their marriage ended, I didn't give up on love, but I did realise that people are fragile, so love has to be tough. When their marriage ended, I didn't lose faith in God. Instead, God became my rock and I clung to my faith when I was tested. My parents didn't do everything right and neither will you. But sometimes when love walks through the fire, it comes out stronger on the other side. I come from a broken family, but I'm a whole person. When a marriage ends, it introduces a lifetime of challenges for a child. But those challenges can also be the groundwork for an authentic and resilient life when you choose to parent through the messiness. So what did you think to that? I thought that was really good, yeah. Don't you think she sums it up really well? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I it, think... It's, it's quite heartfelt, that. It's how you feel. It's, you know, the fact that you do come from a broken family. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world. You know, you can learn from that and it can make you a better person. And I think that's... The key to what we're kind of trying to get across here is and that just because your parents are together doesn't mean they stop parenting. No, I mean we we both stay in contact with three quarters of our parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. But like thinking about you, because you're you're technically a part time parent. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that the way? Do you think you're as much of a parent to him now as you would be if you were still together? It's difficult because uh, me and his mum have got very different 
styles of parenting. And I mean, it, it comes up when, when he does something. I mean, you know, full disclosure, me and his mum still get on. Mm. Um, and if he does something bad, she will call me in and, you know, we'll have a discussion about it and we'll discuss it with him, um, which I think is a good thing. Mm. But it's very noticeable with Kai, the difference in the way that he acts around me and the way that he acts mm. around his mum. And the fact is that his mum has him all the time, so he's quite happy to answer her back and tell her she's horrible and not be nice to her, whereas he wouldn't... He, well, he never has done that to, to me. I mean, yeah. he, But, I, you know, I see him, you know, not as much as his mum does, so yeah. it's easy for him to adjust his... his behavior for a couple of days every couple of weeks mm. whereas it's more difficult for him to adjust his behavior on a daily basis um but no i mean I'd, I'd... what would be your top tip then to somebody who was a parent going through a separation honestly i think the the best thing that you can do in that situation is remain in a reasonable relationship with the mum so that you can actually, or dad. or dad, so that you can actually deal with the issues together. Because I think it's important that a child hears from his biological mum and his biological dad their views on any given circumstances. Because it's very easy for a kid to hear from a step mum or step dad mm. and think, well, you're not my real dad or you're not my real mum, so who cares what you think? Mm. Um, it's I think it's important for you to stay in. in in an amicable, friendly relationship, not necessarily friendly, I suppose, just amicable relationship with your ex-partner and her current partner or his current partner, understand their values, understand why their values are the way they are and why that matters to them and how that affects your child. Mm. And really, you've just got to kind of reinforce their beliefs because he's got to live with them more than he's got to live with you. So it's probably more important that he shares their values than what he shares your values. At the same time, you still need to make sure he knows your values mm. and he can take on them values when it's relevant. It's probably the hardest thing, though, isn't it? Keeping an amicable relationship with the person that you've left for one reason or another. I presume, Sam, and it's, I've always, it's always been reasonably easy. I mean, we've had our moments, but mm. we've always put Kai first and I think that's the important message is to put your children first because you don't need to see each other that much. And even if you have to see each other at parents' evenings or you have to see each other, you know, when it comes to dealing with a child who's not done very well, that's still a very small portion of your life mm. compared to what effect that can have on your child's life. Yeah. I mean, I grew up, my, my parents from splitting up didn't speak to each other and still haven't spoken to each other since the day they split up. So I never had, I had one side of things or I had the other side of things mm. I never had the medium in between mm. and so for me and this goes back to what you were saying in the article where it's like you learn from the different experiences you've had in your life for me it's as important for Kai to understand my viewpoints on certain things as it is for him to understand his mum's viewpoints on certain things because that might at some point help to build him into a more rounded person yeah I think, yeah, I think for me as well, coming from my experiences, don't overcompensate. Don't, I think if you overcompensate that you've split up as a couple, the child 
learns that they can use it. Yeah, definitely. Because I've, you know, I've had friends where that's happened. And... Well, it's happened to Kai. I mean, I overcompensated massively. Mm. It was like, right, I've I, I, I seen once a fortnight, so every time he comes to my house, we'll do something fun. Mm. And that put a false sense of reality to him. It's like, oh, every other weekend I get to go bowling or go to the cinema or mm. go to Laser Quest or whatever it is that we were doing. And, you know, to start with, I think everybody does that because you think, right, I don't Do see this person. Guilt? Of course it is. Yeah, that's exactly right. You hit the nail on the head there. It's like, I don't see this child. My ex-partner has got to deal with all the daily shit. Mm. So I'll make it really fun when it comes to me. And I think almost it's almost like a a one-upmanship, it's like, well, I'm going to make him absolutely love the time that he spends with me, mm. so that he hates the time he spends with you even more. And while that's not the right attitude to have, that probably does help. I think it's difficult for someone to pretend to be something they're not. So if you, as long as you're still true to yourself and your own beliefs, and you still get annoyed at your child, you still tell your child off for doing things that annoy you, mm. you're still helping towards that middle ground that there might be a rounded person personality. The ironic thing about all this is, if we listen to all the psychologists and, you know, like parents should stay together and for your child to have the perfect life, you should stay together and everything, you know, all these people who stay together for the sake mm. of their children, you've got to think about the fact that, like, I mean, my parents split up when I was young. Mm. My ex-wife's parents split up when they were young. Yeah. Your parents split up when you were young. Mm. And we've all been affected by that relationship. So in a way, we've all been tarnished by that happening in our lives. Yeah. And that's affected how we are. And then we have kids. Mm. And then we teach them all the things that are kind of a product of us coming from a broken home. Yeah. So in a way, it all kind of gets convoluted and, and mixed up anyway. So for me, your child is either going to be all right or is not, and you've just got to do everything you can to make sure you do your bit to make sure that they're okay. And parent them in the exact same way that you would have parented them if you were together. Exactly. I think, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think we have done this topic now. I, I think we're done. Do you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Give over. <laughs> okay, so as per usual, we have our guess who... So um, this is a game that we play on every podcast where uh, each one of us takes it in turns to pick a famous celebrity quoting something to do with what we've talked about. And I think I'm still barely in the lead. Yeah, the, the other person has 20 yes or no questions to guess who that person is. Uh-huh. So it's Anthony's turn to read a quote this week and my turn to guess. Okay, so... The quote is, My parents' divorce and hard times at school, all those things combined to mould me, make me grow up quicker and gave me the drive to pursue my dreams that I wouldn't necessarily have had otherwise. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with a guess. Go on. Is it Russell Brand? No. Oh. Um, is this a man? No. Is this person English? No. Is this person American? Yes. So a female American. Is this person a actress? No. I'm trying to think. She might have been in some films, but she's not known for being an actress. Okay. Is this person known as a singer? Yes. Is this person over the age of 40? No. Do I like any of this person's songs? I think so, yeah. Yeah. 
has this person had a song out in the last 12 months? Possibly not 12 months, but I'm not exactly... I don't exactly listen to Top of the Pops or whatever all the kids are listening to nowadays. <laughs> but I haven't heard a song by her in the last 12 months. Okay. Have I got this person on my playlist? Probably. I don't know if... I don't know your entire playlist, but probably. That's 10 questions. Is it Pink? No. Is it Taylor Swift? No. That's more questions. You can't just keep guessing. <laughs> in the in the actual proper game, if you guess and you get it wrong, you're out. Uh, has this person got blonde hair? Yes. Hmm. See, this is how hard it is when you don't cheat. <laughs> I never cheat anyway. Has this person recently been divorced? I have no idea. Oh, but I presume not... so, based on that quote. Oh, no. No, it didn't say the one. I have no idea. I won't count that as a question. Is this person a solo artist? Yes. Only? She's done some duets, but yes. Oh. Is it Mariah Carey? No. She's older than 40. I don't know. Of course she is. Wrinkly she... old cow. <gasps> <laughs> um, really struggling. Do you want a clue? Yes. It's a very slight clue to start with. You kind of been in the right ballpark with some of the people you've said. It's that kind of person. That's not a clue. It is. No, Think of the people not. you've said. In fact, I'm pretty sure she's certainly done a duet with one of the people you've said. Is it Christina Aguilera? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cheat. I'm not cheat. Why is that cheating? Because <laughs> you have to have a clue. I've given you clues. I don't have clues. Yes, I've, I've edited do. them all out. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Okay, so that is the end of this week's podcast. Uh, just a little recap for you to tell you what we've got going on. I've been doing quite a bit of updating to the website just recently, so uh, be sure to uh, pop on over and have a little nosy. We've also started to offer new services. So I now offer a one-on-one -on -one service. If you've got somebody who needs a bit of help in their life, they're struggling either with their finances or just struggling to get their life in order. It doesn't even necessarily need to be struggling. I mean, if, somebody, yeah. if somebody's got a, a, a young kid who's you know, wanting to go out there into the wide world and needs help with things like CVs or, you know, just just managing money, just mm. they, they don't need to be in a point where they're struggling, but you think, you know, a little bit of advice Maybe from somebody. Maybe about to go to uni, something like that. Yeah. Um, so I now offer one-on-one -on -one, uh, training sessions or you could possibly say coaching, strong, mentoring sessions on that. So if that's something that interests you, be sure to get in touch. Uh, but as always, you can get us on all the medias, as we've said earlier. We're on Twitter, which is Fundamentals for All. We have the website, www.fundamentalsforall.com. Email is fundamentalsforall at outlook.com. And we're on Facebook. And we're on Facebook. <laughs> okay, so until next time, take care of yourselves. See you later. See you later. <laughs>